Welcome to the Grace Life Fellowship Podcast. On today's episode, we will be sharing the next edition of a segment called Conversations in Grace, in which members of our team here at GLF or friends of GLF have an unscripted conversation on important topics surrounding our new identity in Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Here's Jesse. Welcome, everybody. This is Jesse Sampson. I'm uh, here with our lead pastor, Tim Chalice. How you doing, Tim? I'm good, Jesse. How you doing tonight? You sound under the weather. No, I'm getting over something, but I'm I'm good. Good. Well, tonight we're going to talk about obedience. Tim, what do we do with verses like Ephesians 4.1? It says, live in the calling that you have received. Or Ephesians 5.8, it says, live as a child of light. Or uh, John 15 says, continue in his love. Um, as Christians, we know we're working with a new heart. We've talked about that. We know that we've been made righteous. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, we have talked about that. Um, but being obedient. Um, me coming from a religious background in my youth, just growing up in church, obedience was a big thing, you know, um, confession and the sacraments, uh, a lot of things that I was supposed to do in order to make myself clean or make myself right with God. Um, I guess you'd call it religion. So yeah, I think that's a good word for it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the perfect word. Yeah. Um, so what do we do now that we know this new, we have this new covenant message and we hear that we have a new heart. We're working from a new heart, a new spirit, and that we've been made right with Jesus. We have peace with him. We have peace with God. Yeah. So, so I, where does obedience come in? Well, I guess, you know, I guess we, you and I here are talking about obedience tonight because we're experts, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we never mess well, this hey, one up. Hey, we're here. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're doing fine. <laughs> no, I think, you know, when, as soon as we hear that word, it, it can strike fear in us. Um, it's, it gives us a good reminder of some of the things you're talking about. All the times I've tried really hard to do what I'm supposed to do and failed to do it and and if if God is saying that obedience is this dangling carrot of achievement that I have to get to in order for Him to finally, ultimately be pleased with me, um, we're on a long journey. We're in a rat race um, because you'll never arrive at that. And so I think one of the one of the great uh, deceptions behind the idea of obedience. Now, listen, o- we agree on this, don't we, Jesse? That obedience is very important. Sure. Right. We're we're not because of grace or because of anything we've ever talked about in terms of being righteous and being a child of God and being totally forgiven. We've talked about all of these things that are that are the great blessings of the new covenant. None of them nullify the idea that we want to be obedient. Um, so, so we want to make sure that people understand that because a lot of people think, oh, when we talk about grace, we're going, oh, obedience doesn't matter. No, we're we're trying to we're trying to make sure people understand. Of course it matters, but it's not what pleases God. And that's now that's a tricky one, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 Jesse, have you ever messed something up? No. <laughs> no, I know. I know. So so I'll use me as an example, right? No, you have kids. You I would have, be a better example. Yeah, right, right. I'm I'm the expert on disobedience. <laughs> right. No, we both have kids and can you imagine as a parent, as a father, um, aren't there days in your life where you're just pulling your hair out, just wanting them to do what you say? 
Yeah. Now you you love these you love these little ones, but they can drive you bananas at times, you know. And 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 ultimately, we get to a point where we go. I I just wish they would listen to what I'm saying. They really, what are you asking? Think about that. Hmm. So I don't, I'm asking you on the spot. What do you ask them? When you go. I just wish they would what. Obey. I wish they would obey because <laughs> because you're tired, you're done, you just want them to right. at the end of the day get it. Yeah, it would and make do, it easier on both of us. It would make it easier on both of you. And and as the heart of a dad, you want them to do what you say simply because they want to trust you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So this this idea of trust cannot be taken away um, when we talk about obedience. So many people think obedience is the idea that God goes, you're supposed to just do what I say. Yeah. In a lot now, of situations, you could feel a lot of pressure there and feel like you're actually failing your kids Yes. in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, you want your kid to go a certain way. You want your kid to do a certain thing, you know. Uh, for instance, like I've talked to my kids about baptism a lot. And I think they're coming to an age where, or my two oldest anyways, they're coming to an age where I would hope that soon they would make that decision, right? Sure. Um, of course, it is their decision. So, um, but I, I feel like sometimes I'm not being obedient and not being a good role model or uh, showing them the right thing or, or, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this or I'm wrong about that. And there's a lot of pressure there as a parent. And yeah. for me to fail in that area is, is tough. You know? And wouldn't you love it that. if your kids... If your kids just trusted you enough to obey you, yeah. See, see what I'm after. See, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly where God is. When we hear the word obedience, we think of of um, maybe a taskmaster, maybe a, a military sergeant, maybe mm-hmm. a teacher, maybe a coach. You know, and right. some authority figure that's saying, "Just do what I say." Right. And I'm not so sure that's how God's what He's doing now. Of course, at the end of the day, if we're going to go, okay, it's God, and He said to do it. But the question I have is, in a relational sense, what's going to motivate us? Why should we do what God says? Yeah, I mean, you know? how do we make Him happy? Yes, how do we make Him? So if if our and that's a great way to ask that. If our motivation for obedience is I'm trying to make God happy, here's what I want to encourage everybody with: It's too late to try to make God pleased with you. He is pleased with us, not based on whether we obey or not. In fact, we will never truly be able to obey if we don't believe he's pleased with us. We will always be trying to attain and reach towards a goal that's already been met through the finished work of Jesus. Listen to this passage, Romans 6, verse 17. It says, but thanks be to God, though you used to be slaves of sin, you became, past tense, obedient from the heart. This is a radical idea, Jesse. You are obedient right now, not because of what you do first. You are obedient from the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's so God's pleased with you. Obedience, it, the, the word literally means to listen under in the Greek. It's a it's a word, a compound word, hupakuo, to listen under. And and when we listen under God, then we are listening to what he said about us. And you are obedient. How much more logical is it to go, hey, Jesse, obey me because that's who you are. You've become obedient from the heart. If I could do some sort of spiritual surgery on you <laughs> and open up your your spiritual heart, it's going to bleed obedience. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Now how do we get that from the heart through our physical bodies in action? It's by faith. Yeah. 
right? Believe what he says, trust him, but know that I'm not becoming obedient by doing something. I've been made obedient by the work of Jesus. And that's why, and and I think every believer listening can can understand this. That's why we don't like when we disobey. So, so if Hebrews, I think it says in Hebrews that um, we need faith in order to please God. Right? Faith is what pleases him. Fe- right. Faith is what pleases right. him. So if faith is what pleases him, then, ha- and having faith grant you the salvation, right? Then then you're then you would be correct in saying that right now I'm pleasing God just <laughs> by having the faith, even though it's the size of a mustard seed. That's right. It's pleasing to God. We're testing it, aren't we? We're we're, we're, we're reasoning it out and going, okay, wait a minute. God says without faith, it's impossible to please him. But oh, by the way, what what have we come to? (laughs) We've come to faith in God. And what does that mean? We believe what he says. We put action to that belief and we agree with God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. We depend on him. And he goes, oh, Jesse, Tim, that's what pleases me, that you trust me. Now go back to your kids' illustration. I know at the end of the day, we just want them to do what we say, but really, what are, you, what are you after ultimately? I want them to trust me. And Jesse, if I ask you, why do you want your kids to trust you? What's your answer? Because I love you. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that a surprise? I know, right? <laughs> that God is working through these dynamics of love and trust that lead to the byproduct of obedience. Yeah. It's a byproduct, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the means. It's the byproduct. It's so the fruit. It, so if we're going to experience this abundant life that Christ has given us through faith, yes. where does obedience obedience come in to the picture if, if we're supposed to be experiencing that? It is, it's the expression of the experience, right? So, so, so consider it. You've, you've been given an obedient heart. It's who you are. You're not going to mm-hmm. get around it. If you don't live like it, if you are disobedient in your actions— Who's displeased? I am. You are. <laughs> God is up there, right. up there. Well, you see how it caught me, right? God <laughs> is saying, hey, I've forgiven everything you do that displeases me. It's forgiven and forgotten. I will remember it no more. So God's not mulling over in being displeased. He's not sitting there scratching his head, wondering why you won't do it, right? You just don't obey, right? Mm. God is saying, hey, do you you see how it it doesn't fit you? You don't like it. And God is after us living new from this obedient heart. He's wired us for it. Um, And that's that's what he wants. Yeah. So we're, we're actually doing by receiving. Yes. We're being obedient by just receiving what has been already given to us. Faithful is he who called you. So who calls us to obedience? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who called you to obedience? Christ. God does. Yeah, God. Guess what the rest of the verse says. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will do it. Do it, yeah. Right? right. So whatever God calls or requires of you, he will be the power to accomplish. So God is, he's rigged this thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how secure we are. That's how free we are. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you don't do what you think God wants you to do, it's not God that's sitting there angry and upset. You get upset with mm-hmm. yourself. You yeah. have a heart that wants to trust him. So what about passages like like uh, John 15 where it says continue in his love? Yes. Is that more of like an abiding, like like just being being who you are and... Just, just experiencing him 
in everyday sure. life? I mean, because it almost sounds like, you know, James also says, be doers of the word. Sure. You know, and not hearers only. Right. So it, it almost is, I mean, we know where people get this, um, this concept of, of doing things for God. Right. You know, sure. like my oldest son is in Cub Scouts and... Yeah, this is not the not you're, you're spending all your weekends in a tent, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. being obedient, <laughs> right? Uh, but one of the things that that bothers me about it, and, and this is not to knock the organization because it really is a great organization, and I would recommend it highly to anyone. Uh, Nordy, my my nine year old, loves it. Um, but one of the things that they do, it's a merit badge, and it's a it's a step that they make, and it's called um, your duty to God. And what they do is, is they'll take them aside and they'll go over what is going to be your duty to God. And I mean, it's, it's, it's flat out, it's put out there as a work. Sure. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Uh, I mean, me and him have conversations and I think that he understands right. that, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned about him having a duty to God this week. Right. Right. right, right. Um, because we know that Jesus did it all. He paid it all. And it, it's, it's But done. Jesus didn't run the Cub Scouts. Right. right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so, so what, what do we do with something like that? Like, what do we, I mean, what should I do in that situation? Yeah. You know? Well, it's, this is, this is the world we live in, right? I mean, sure. there's, there's a way that seems right in this world. And listen, we're not going to get around some of these worldly principles in terms of achievement and performance and all of that. And it gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. And so, so we understand where that stuff comes from. Um, what do we do with that? Well, first we, we've got to make sure that we don't get confused. Uh, we don't get kind of um, twisted and, and and thinking, oh, how do we mix these messages? How do we say, okay, yeah, there's definitely this performance aspect that earns something, and then there's this grace aspect that is given because we can't earn something, and how do we mix these two to coexist and get our picture of what God's asking? Mm-hmm. I, I, there, the economy of God is completely different. Right, um, his ways are not like our ways. His ways are higher, right. and so there's a way in this world, and then there's the ways of God. So we teach our kids in this world. Look, he's saying a duty for God, and I think it's great to to kind of have your new covenant ears on for Nordy and and yeah. your glasses of new covenant for him, and to go, hey, let, let's talk about what that looks like and what that means. You know, so you're you're always teaching him in terms of this grace of God and this love sure, of God yeah. from a father's heart. But but I would say it's it's not just for a nine year old, right? We're learning the same thing, isn't it? What we struggle oh, yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was told, you know, hey, God will be happy with you, Tim, when you have your thirty minute quiet time every morning, and not just every day, every morning. Like that's how you start your day. It wasn't enough to do it every day. I needed to start my day. This sounded really good. Right. This was my duty to God. This is this is it made it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And man, I tried hard to obey that command. Yeah. I, and I thought I thought God was really displeased if I didn't, because after all, I'm 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 trying to please him and obey him. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a freedom to know that this new covenant means God is already pleased with you. Now guess what it does? Now I get to go read my Bible, but not to please him. Every page I turn tells me how pleased he is with me because of what Jesus yeah. has done, yeah. in a sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and so it's a, it's a whole different way of looking at life, at God, 
and and this is the way of grace, right? It's why we're having conversations in grace. Yeah. It's it's a whole new way of living. Yeah. So what about obedience um, in sin? You know, say you're in the middle of a sin. Yes. Well, you're not obeying at that moment, yeah, are you? you're not obeying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely, you're not being we, we obedient. We call that disobedience. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. We have a word for that one, too. Yeah, great. Yeah. great. We, we'd probably have a lot more to share about disobedience, wouldn't we? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what so do you does, mean? So does, does, does God see us in that moment as obedient? Oh. Because we're, we're still being obedient from the heart, from the heart, right? Well, you're not acting it. Sure. But you still are it. That's that's the dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 all of disciplinary consequences are God's way of of orchestrating and using the consequences of our choices mm-hmm. in His loving hands to lead us to better choices next time that agree with who He's made us to be, yeah. right? So there's no just because we have obedient hearts, we've been made obedient from the heart. Doesn't mean we never act in disobedience, and it doesn't mean that God likes that we act in disobedience at times. It means that in the midst of that, He's still pleased with who you are. Do your kids ever sin against you in a sense as a dad? <laughs> oh, never. Are you displeased with? Who they are? No. Are you displeased with what they're doing? Yes. And aren't you displeased with what they're doing because it's not lining up with who they are? Yes. See? And I go, well, this is this is our God. Yeah. And so this is a fundamental thing to try to um to try to understand in our belief system so that we we understand the difference between who we are and what we are doing mm-hmm. and don't don't define ourselves by what we are doing because listen, we have to be honest. I'm a pastor, you're a pastor. We we don't do it right all the time. If at those moments God is not right with us, well then we're gonna spend a lot of religious energy trying to get back right. Right? Yeah. And so we've got to settle on we have been made right, we have been made obedient, God is pleased with me. And what obedience listening under God does is express what is already true in my behavior. When I express something that is not true by my behavior, then God loves me enough to show me that doesn't work. And we're displeased with it. And God has a better way. And that's good news. So how do we differentiate between when we feel called to do something like I heard your, I've heard your message on um, the great commission. Yeah. And that's one of the things I struggle with having a full-time job and family and being focused sometimes solely on the things of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think about the great commission and I think, am I, am I being obedient? Am I, is, you know, God's blessing me with so many things, my family, my children, my beautiful wife, um, Good plug very, there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was very patient and, and beautiful <laughs> and understanding. <laughs> but I do struggle with, hey, am I am I doing what God yeah. has called me to do? And I, yeah. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Sure, I'm sure you even as a pastor. Yeah, it that so that that is a you know we could probably do four yeah, conversations around this. This is such a great question. <laughs> well, let's just touch on it. And then yeah, we'll no, it's a great question. Am I um, am I doing enough? Yeah. Right. Well, I asked, and I asked that because I was in a church one time yeah. and the theme, almost like the motto of the church was go and make disciples of all nations. Right, right. And they, they, and I, they had great intentions. I mean, 
spreading the gospel, you know, that's, that, that's a great motive, a great motive. Yeah. Great motive. yeah. Um, but it, it does put a lot of guilt and fear into people that maybe have feel called to other things, you know? Sure. Well, and, yeah, and when you say feel called to other things, like a job, right? right? right. So I, I say, um, what Jesus is saying there, he, you know, go into all the world, but actually when you look at it, the verb in the Greek is not go. It literally reads this way, and tell me if this helps. It reads, as you are going in this world, make disciples. So the verb actually is to make disciples. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was a youth pastor for many years, and I'm, I'm thinking about teenagers and middle schoolers, and they're in their schools all day, and then they're in their neighborhoods playing sports and doing whatever teenagers and kids do. Mm-hmm. And th- the Great Commission must leave them out, right? Because they got to go to school. They got to do other things. Well, actually, I would tell them, you know, you know what it's telling you is make disciples. Well, how does a kid make it? I would tell them, I would boil that down. That's a, you know, what what we don't use those terms every day. Right yeah. out in the world, like what does that mean to a kid? And you know, we got to be like a kid sometimes. I would tell him it means be friends, mm-hmm. disciple learn. Yeah, you learn from your friends, you teach your friends just by living together. I think what Jesus is saying is, and notice he's talking to the disciples sure. there, right? The Great yeah. Commission. As you are going in this world, you know, you know, they went from this, they went from there to Jerusalem. Right? So Mm -hmm. as you're going in this world, make disciples. It's not go everywhere else. Otherwise, you couldn't be the electrical engineer that you are and live where you are. You need to go somewhere else and make disciples. You you actually then are having to feel guilty for doing anything but becoming a missionary. What if— Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that carry that guilt. Yeah, and what what if what God is saying is you're a missionary in whatever you're doing— As you go in this world, be who you are, share who he is. Sometimes it takes words, sometimes it doesn't. But no matter what your vocation, this is your calling, right? Mm -hmm. So as you go to your job Monday through Friday, you are Jesse Sampson, child of God, infused with the Spirit of God. You don't leave him behind. He goes with you. You go do a real job with, I don't know, circuits and wires and current and ACDC, not the rock group, but current. I don't even know all that stuff. But <laughs> I when, do it while I'm listening to ACDC. <laughs> as you are doing that, it's still Christ in you, and he can minister his life right where you are in the world where you're living. Yeah. You don't have to go over to the jungles of South Africa mm. or South, South America or, or wherever. You can do it right where you are. And that gives us a real freedom to be who we are, where we are, knowing we are fulfilling the Great Commission and people are learning from our life, yeah. making disciples. So wherever we are, wherever we go, we're missionaries. Absolutely. Because we carry Christ within us. Yeah. What does a stay-at-home mom do with the Great Commission? Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm supposed to abandon my kids. I, I don't my feel fa- called to that, by the way, at all. Yeah. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. But can you can you imagine one of the litmus tests for the gospel, Jesse, is does it work for anyone? D- d- does that make sense? Like, because t- think of the stay at home mom. Think of the elderly in yeah. a nursing home. Yeah, right. So they, they have to be disobedient to this call because sure. they can't do it physically. Mm-hmm. If, if the call is, I got to go, go out there in the world and no. Right where you are, because of who you are and who's in you, as you are going in this world, wherever you are, 
his life is shared through you. There's a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of freedom in that. Live in the calling that you have received. That's right. That's right. That's good. And the, um, the desire to want to share, the desire to want to be obedient, like we said in past in the past podcasts we've done, being obedient from the heart is the obedience that God wants us to live in. That's right, because He put it there. Yeah. And faithful is who who called you. And it's part of our assurance too. That's right. He also will do it. Yeah. That's right. That's good. It's good news. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Lots Tim. Lots of freedom. Thank you. Thanks for being obedient. I'm trying. <laughs> Amen. That does it for this week's conversation. We'll be back again next Friday with another edition of Conversations in Grace. If you're enjoying the podcast, please let us know by leaving us a rating or a review and consider donating at gracelifefellowship.org donate. We'll be back again next Tuesday as Pastor Frank continues his series on Galatians. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.